Hello and welcome to Hot Issues of the Week, a weekly feature covering the major news headlines of the past week in Korea. I'm Alana Hill. Thank you for tuning in. Over half the country is expected to travel during the four-day Lunar New Year holiday. The indoor mask mandate in Korea will be lifted from January 30th. And President Yoon Suk-yeol returns home from his first overseas trip of the year. These are the week's hot issues. Stay tuned. Over 26 million people nationwide are expected to travel during the Lunar New Year holiday. According to the Korea Transport Institute, 26.48 million people are forecast to travel between Friday and next Tuesday, equivalent to roughly the population of the entire Seoul metropolitan area or over half the country. 91.7% are expected to travel by car, while 3.8% are predicted to ride the intercity bus, 3% trains and 1.1% airplanes. During the holiday, expressway toll fees are lifted and bus-only lanes will operate for an additional four hours from 7am to 1am the following day. The indoor mask restriction will be finally lifted from late this month, more than two years after the regulation was imposed at the height of COVID-19 in October 2020. The Central Disease Control Headquarters said on Friday the mandate will be lifted for most indoor spaces from January 30th. Earlier, health authorities had said indoor masking rules will be downgraded to a recommendation in two stages and the nation will enter the first stage upon meeting two out of four criteria. The headquarters said the infections and other conditions have stabilised for a first stage transition, including domestic and international COVID-19 trends and the fulfilling of major pre-designated criteria. However, health authorities said indoor mask rules will remain in place for the time being at high-risk facilities such as nursing homes, mental health care facilities and welfare centres for those with disabilities as well as public transportation. President Yoon Suk-yeol returned home Saturday from an eight-day trip to the United Arab Emirates and Switzerland, his first overseas trip of the year. He made a state visit to the UAE from January 14th to the 17th before attending the World Economic Forum in the Swiss Alpine city of Davos. Daniel Che brings us the details. President Yoon Suk-yeol and his United Arab Emirates counterpart Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nahyan held a summit in Abu Dhabi on Sunday that produced a multi-billion dollar investment pledge by the Middle East country. After arriving in the country on Saturday on the first state visit by a South Korean head of state since the two nations forged diplomatic ties in 1980, President Yoon met with Sheikh Mohammed at the presidential palace of Qasr al-Watan on Sunday to discuss advancing their special strategic partnership to the highest level. During the session, the UAE leader pledged to invest $30 billion in South Korean industries, including nuclear power and the defense industry, as well as the hydrogen and solar power sectors. With representatives from some 100 South Korean conglomerates as well as small and mid-sized firms accompanying Yoon, 13 memoranda of understanding were signed in line with the Sheikh's pledge, with scores more expected to be signed on Monday. In announcing the pledge, the UAE leader said that the major investment decision was made with confidence in the country's ability to keep its promises under all circumstances. 
President Yoon, whose invitation to South Korea at a convenient time was accepted by Sheikh Mohammed, said in a social media post that he will never forget the trust put in South Korea by the UAE. Also via social media, he paid tribute to the South Korean soldiers serving in a joint training unit stationed in the country, praising their courage and passion as the power that safeguards South Korea following Sunday's visit to the AK unit, tasked with training the host country's troops and protecting South Korean residents in the event of a contingency. While meeting the unit, named after the Arabic word for brother, the president called the UAE a brother country and stressed that its national security and South Korea's are one and the same. Daniel Che, KBS World Radio News. While in Switzerland, the president called for global cooperation and solidarity to tackle global supply chain disruptions and other key concerns the world is facing. Kim Bumsu has more. In the wake of global supply shocks, South Korean President Yoon Sung-yeol says that enhancing the resilience of supply chains is the most urgent task the world is facing. In his speech at this year's World Economic Forum on Thursday, Yoon called for joint action, pledging that South Korea will be a key partner in that pursuit. By forging robust solidarity among nations, we must establish a resilient supply chain and pursue the coexistence of citizens worldwide. The Republic of Korea, which boasts the world's top-notch production technologies and manufacturing capabilities in semiconductor, rechargeable batteries, steelmaking, and biotechnology, will be a key partner in the global supply chain. Over the last few years, supply shocks took place in industrial sectors including vaccines, pharmaceuticals, semiconductors, as well as food and energy. During his 15-minute speech, Yoon also suggested that nuclear power and clean hydrogen are key means to fight climate change. The Republic of Korea has world-class technological prowess in nuclear power generation, as well as outstanding nuclear power plant construction and operation capabilities, and is willing to work with nations that need to tap into nuclear power technology to achieve their carbon neutrality goals. Before attending this year's Davos Forum, President Yoon made a state visit to the United Arab Emirates, where he toured the South Korea-built Baraka nuclear energy plant and highlighted his country's potential for more such energy projects overseas. Kim Bumsu, KBS World Radio News. Main opposition Democratic Party chairman E. J. Myung says he is going to appear for the prosecution's questioning in the investigation into the so-called Daejeongdong scandal next week. Speaking to reporters on Wednesday, E. said he will appear for the questioning on Saturday, January 28th, claiming that he has to work on weekdays. The DP chief argued that the Korean people are watching the politically motivated prosecution, who he said creates and covers up crimes for their benefit. The opposition leader said he has done nothing wrong, but will still appear as the prosecution demands. While denying his involvement in the land development scandal, he emphasised that history will be the judge of the prosecution's ongoing investigation against him. The main opposition leader is alleged to have helped an asset management company join a land development project in Songnam, just south of Seoul, while serving as the city's mayor. The state spy agency and police raided one of South Korea's largest umbrella labour unions on Wednesday on suspicions that some of its members violated the national security law.
While the investigators arrived with a court-issued warrant on charges of violating the national security law, the Labour group demanded that the search and seizure be conducted with its lawyers present, resulting in a scuffle. According to police, the raids follow a years-long internal investigation into suspects alleged to have engaged in underground activities related to North Korea. That's all for Hot Issues this week. Thanks for staying with us. Join us again next week for more hot topics and issues making news in Korea. I'm Alana Hill, signing off.